0: Hey, question for you. Are you guys ready for what could quite possibly be the biggest episode of the year? I say that because my guest today is Dr. Perry Nicholson of Stop Chasing Pain, and his part one episode with me, number 29, was my biggest episode of 2022, and I couldn't be more thrilled to have him joining me here today for a part two where we are discussing tongue posture, what the heck the tongue has to do with pain in your neck, foot problems, problems with your lymphatic system. And it's a really exciting episode because who would have thought that the tongue plays such an important role in your overall health. And this is yet again a super engaging episode with Dr. Perry Nicholson. For those of you who are unfamiliar, who haven't listened to episode 29, he is behind the brand Stop Chasing Pain. I highly recommend following him on Instagram because he provides the most valuable content with engaging videos that show you hands-on techniques to improve your health. And he is a doctor of chiropractic and so much more. So, let's get right into it. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Perry Nicholson. Hello, Dr. Perry. Hi. Excited to have you here. You were on the show last year. We talked about lymphatic health, and that episode was my top-performing episode of all time, and my audience just just loves you. So today, we are going to be talking about the tongue and tongue posture. I want to jump into it from the beginning yeah. because I know you do – these workshops where you can talk about the tongue for literally like 15 hours or however many hours so i want to start right away so we can pack it all in but but why is the tongue so important
1: that's a really great question and first of all thank you so much for having me back on the show and i love to hear that people enjoyed the lymphatic podcast that's my favorite thing to talk about tongue might be a close second <laughs> honestly so that's lovely Honestly, the reason I got into the tongue initially was because of lymphatics. Because I struggle with tongue issues a lot when I had my autoimmune flare up years ago, which initially got me into lymphatics. And I noticed that my tongue appeared very sp- puffy and swollen and enlarged. Mm. And I was having a lot of mouth ulcers and issues inside the mouth. And I said, that's Quite interesting. I did. I couldn't explain why, and I was having symptoms on the tongue, almost like a what they call a burning tongue syndrome, mm. which a lot of people struggle with. Actually, where the tongue burns and it hurts <laughs> like a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, what I got into the lymphatics, I learned, which I didn't know, is the tongue has a ton of lymphatics in it, and mm-hmm. it drains into where the other lymphatics of the body drains that we talked about in the prior episode which is at the collarbone traveling down the neck and each tooth inside of the mouth has its own individual lymphatic channel so I noticed that first of all what I'm trying to tell people is is that the lymphatic work always coincides with tongue work you need to do both together so once I started to drain the lymphatics, like we talked about in the Briar episode, in the neck and the jaw and the face, my tongue actually began to improve in its symptoms and the size went down. Mm-hmm. So then I began to link it to the power of the position of the tongue neurologically and musculoskeletal system-wise and posture-wise because I never really paid attention to the tongue because It's just your tongue. I mean, why (laughs) are you gonna look there? Because most people don't pay attention to the tongue for one reason, actually two. Nobody ever tells them anything about how critical and important it really is to the function of the body. We just take it for granted. But it's the primary thing that you need to, one, communicate with another person, right? And it makes swallowing and eating and digestion a lot easier. To do mm-hmm. but we don't look at it because it doesn't actually hurt mm. right mm-hmm. and if something doesn't hurt on people they just think well it's nothing wrong with it
0: yeah and they right. wait for
1: pain mm. it really hurts if you bite into that sucker yeah right but then you realize just how sensitive mm-hmm. that it is mm-hmm. the, i first got into it from lymphatics because it improved my overall oral health and gum disease that i was suffering with because think about this logically stuff gets trapped in the tongue it gets trapped in the mouth and then the bacteria can take hold and then that's where you get gum disease or cavities and stuff like that but you also have to remember that everything in the body is interconnected like we talked about before
0: right
1: but the tongue and the mouth is a conduit to the rest of the body from the bacteria and inflammation that's trapped in the mouth that is excessive or imbalanced. And then we know from some research that that bacteria can travel anywhere in the body and take hold in the musculoskeletal system, a muscle, fascia, ligament, joint, and cause inflammation and pain. Mm -hmm. And then everybody looks there, but they don't look at the tongue and the mouth.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: Right. And then uh, which we'll get into later in relationship to neuro We'll get into it now. Um, yeah.
0: Go right ahead. But <laughs> I
1: started to look into neurology of the tongue. It's absolutely fascinating because mm-hmm. you have all of your body parts are represent- represented on the brain in what they call different motor motor and sensory maps. That's basically areas of your brain that are devoted to the body parts so that you can move them. That's called motor control movement. And then they have sensory parts. That's where you can feel things and sense things in your environment that feed into your brain that tells your brain basically where your body parts are Mm. in space and time. And that's important because you need that to orient yourself in the world. right? Right. So you have sensory maps and you have motor maps. But when you get into this, you see that there are certain parts of the body that are more represented on the brain with bigger maps, bigger spaces. So what that automatically means is they're more important because they're bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So those are the go-to areas that your brain and your nervous system rely on for orienting itself into the environment. And that's important because that changes and dictates how you move.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Right, That's movement and also your anti-movement, which is posture, fighting gravity. Biggest parts that are represented on the brain, and this is so cool for people to know in general, the feet are big ones. Wow. Particularly the bottom of the foot. And that makes sense, right? Because you need to sense and feel whatever is underneath you so you know where the other body parts are.
0: Yeah, I feel I'm jumping in for one second here, but... I feel that sometimes this is very strange, but I have some times trouble swallowing food. It's my own like problem I've been working through. Yeah. But one thing that helps me is like gripping my feet onto the ground mm-hmm. and like spreading out my toes. I know sounds super weird, but it's almost just like this intuitive thing my body does and then I'm able to swallow food better. But I think it's like that connection between the brain and and the toes, which again, very weird to share, but it sounds very, really similar to what you're describing.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you covered that. It's not weird at all. That's just neurology. Okay. So Anytime somebody says this is weird, I'm like, no, nope, that's just neurology of how it works because we'll get into it later. Okay. But the, the feet connect all the way up to the tongue through these fascial connections. that soft tissue connection. Okay. So you're, feet will impact your tongue and your jaw and your tongue and your jaw will impact your feet. It's a two way street. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's people that have jaw issues that feel better when they start to work with the feet and they do tongue work. And there's people who have foot issues like plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, foot pain that work with their jaw and their tongue and then their foot feels better and they think they're out of their mind. And I'm like, no, you're not. It's, It's actually the interconnection of everything that's beautiful uh, too yeah it, it's it's a it's called a deep core functional line of fascia this is some of thomas myers work and and his groundbreaking book called the anatomy trains like trains on a track which is a book that i recommend that everybody gets and reads at all different levels okay uh, anatomy trains by thomas myers cool and uh, so so but you know many people wear foot coffins all day known as shoes And then you lose sensory input. And then the other one is your hands. That's a big one. And that makes sense, right? Because you have to touch things. You have to feel things. Mm -hmm. right? And then the other one is your tongue and your mouth and -hmm. your lips. And that makes sense, too, because this is where you articulate things and you have to taste things and feel things here. Mm -hmm. And if you ever look back at babies when they move, what do they put in their mouth all the time? Hands. Their feet and their yeah. hands, right? So they're all three neurologically work together. They're mm-hmm. very, very powerful. So here's what I was thinking. If something is that represented on the brain, that means it's more important to the brain and it's super duper important to your quality of life, how you sense things and how you move, which are your movement habits and behaviors, which will affect your overall resiliency and adaptation in life and chronic pain. And the tongue is really fascinating because it's got a lot of muscles in and of itself Mm -hmm. called intrinsic muscles, which means you can move your tongue in all these freaky different ways. Right. Like up, down, twist it, spiral it. Mm -hmm. And then some people can do that. Those tricks. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And some people can't. So it's very movable.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, It's quite Literally fascinating, mm-hmm. but you have extrinsic muscles. These are muscles that attach to the tongue and they also attach to different parts of your body, particularly your, your skull, your jaw and a bone in your neck called your hyoid bone. So they can actually physically move the tongue in different directions, like stick it out, turn, doing it left, turn it right. And more importantly, push it up, actually push it up, but more like pull it up. To the roof of your mouth which is which is one of the first things that i noticed for myself is that people who don't purposely train the tongue because just because you talk with it and just because you swallow with it doesn't mean that it works well it just means that it's there and it works but it's not optimal
0: Optimize, right? yeah. and
1: it's like people who just do movement but it's different than if you go to the gym and you purposely train so you can become more a hashtag beast mode monster right <laughs> But right. more resilient. But it's the same way with the tongue, and your tongue muscles can become weak or imbalanced like anything <laughs> else. And those pull on those muscles and their jaw, neck, head, and can cause some issues for you. What I find is that most people have weak tongues and fat tongues. So tongues become fat when they get weak and you don't train them just like you do with your own body when you sit on a couch all day and you don't do anything to take care of yourself you're gonna get weak and you're probably gonna get fat Mm -hmm. and then the, the tongue because you don't train it it stays lying in the floor of the mouth which is the bottom of the mouth and it's not supposed to stay there it's actually supposed to be up at the roof of your mouth the whole tongue the front of the tongue the middle of the tongue and the back of the tongue all need to be up Mm. at the roof of the mouth. And here's what I found. Mine was never there. Okay. Mine was always in the floor of my mouth. And I've suffered from a condition that many people do where they breathe from their mouth, their mouth breathers.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And mouth breathers always have weak dysfunctional tongues that sit in the floor of the mouth, which changes how airway gets into the body, which starves blood flow and oxygen to the brain, which affects the entire body. So when many people, the first thing that I actually teach them to do is to try to keep their tongue to the roof of their mouth, and when they do, and it, it feels wrong, it feels weird, like it's not supposed to be there, but it is supposed to be there. It only feels wrong because it's not used to being there, right? right? And you can actually feel that now when people that are just listening, or if they're watching, yeah, is that first of all I want them to have their mouth open and their tongue lying flat in the floor of their mouth like that.
0: <laughs> and just
1: notice how that feels in the neck in the jaw and in the front. So the mouth can just be relaxed open. doesn't have to be really big. That. And just close your mouth, but keep your tongue at the bottom of your mouth and notice how that feels. Right. Yeah. And now what I want you to do is have your mouth closed. And try to keep your teeth together and I want you to pull your tongue up to the roof of your mouth the tip of your tongue the middle of your tongue and the back of your tongue but keep the tip of your tongue off of your teeth it should be off of your front teeth if it's hard to do that that means you got a weak tongue or you have a small palate and some Mm -hmm. people have both hard Mm -hmm. palate
0: and you're talking about for the those listening you're talking about tongue posture
1: yeah, just think about it this way. When people tell you to improve your posture, they usually, what, stand up, pull your shoulders right. back, tall, lean, mean, and confident, right? And you pull your chin back like a military thing. Well, when you the tongue is the same way. Mm-hmm. If you pull your tongue up to the roof of your mouth, you'll automatically notice that your head and your posture pulls back and automatically changes and improves your posture just from doing that one thing. And the easiest way to really feel it is to do that a couple of times, which means that pull the tongue at the roof of the mouth, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And don't stop breathing because you're only going to have to breathe through your nose. You can't breathe through your mouth if your mouth is closed. And then relax the tongue down and put it in the floor of the mouth and notice what that feels like. And do that four or five times Mm -hmm. and notice the differences that you feel. And another thing you can do is take some fingers and put them underneath your chin. Let up underneath your chin. Yep. And then have the tongue at the floor of the mouth and then put your tongue at the roof of the mouth and notice what happens to the muscles underneath your chin. You should feel them contract, just like this,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
1: So when the tongue goes up and the, your muscles contract, when it goes down, you'll feel them relax. Yeah. So that strengthens the muscles underneath the jawline, which is going to change what?
0: Facial How you hold your head in the position. But it can
1: also help improve that sagginess that people have underneath their chin.
0: Yeah, tightens it up.
1: Exactly. I mean, it increases the tone of that region. (laughs) And when you change the tongue posture, you change the posture of how your head and your neck rest on top of your spine, which changes how everything else down below functions. Mm-hmm. So they call that top down, which tongue and mouth and jaw down to the feet. And then you have bottom up, which are feet working towards the tongue. I just yeah. know in my work, nobody's ever talked to anybody about lymphatics right. and they've never talked to anybody about the tongue. And those two areas need to be addressed they because do. if you don't own your lymphs, and if you don't own tongue posture, I'm going to contend and I'm going to stand by it until I'm dead. You're always going to struggle to get well, stay well and be well. Oh. They're non-negotiables in my world. And the first part of changing and working with your tongue and making it better is the awareness that you actually should be doing something with your mm-hmm. tongue.
0: <laughs> why, do you, why do you think so many people have poor tongue
1: posture? Yeah, there's a lot of different things that go into that, honestly. I mean, people say, I mean, did you have a, a tongue issue that caused all the other problems or did you have all the other problems that caused the tongue issue? It's like mm. which came first, the chicken yeah. or the egg? Yeah. And here's the easy answer. Yes, it's both, right? It's a mixture of this and that. And people are allowed to have more than one problem. Right. I just want them to know that the tongue is an, is a is an area that they're probably not looking at which could be the benchmark of why the other ones are not getting better. So I've learned from a lot of really smart people, particularly in the world of dentistry and holistic dentistry. Mm -hmm. Two of my dearest friends who are very big in the dentistry world who've been on my podcast and they've been influential in my work is one is Dr. Stephen Lynn. Oh, he's cool. L-I-N. He's down in Australia and he talks a lot about tongue posture and tongue position. And he'll tell you that Many people have the issues because of a nutritional factor of how humans have begun to eat and change more to a grain based diet, it's more soft food. They didn't have to chew as much. Mm-hmm. And that changes the shape of the hard palate, which is the roof of the mouth that becomes much more narrow. And you see the actual physical change in the jawline where they're more narrow and less wide. So they don't even have room for the tongue space at the top. And very often you have to get that corrected through a specialist because the tongue just can't go where it can't go. Mm -hmm. And the tongue is not strong enough to separate that area after a long period of time. So when you change the structure of the tongue, the jaw, the mouth, and the neck, everything down below can change. And the other one is my friend, Dr. Mark Burhen. He has the most successful website online called askthedentist.com. He talks a lot about just how nobody really does oral health in general or you're doing gym work, G-Y-M work mm. for the muscles of your mouth, the muscles of your tongue. And when you start working your tongue, you get tired and fatigued very quickly in the tongue and you get exhausted. One reason, because it's a high neurological load, which means the brain and the tongue have a big communication with each other, and it takes a lot of neurological coordination and input. So you'll fry your brain quick when you start. So you can't do a lot in the beginning. But here's what also happens when people start to do some tongue exercises, even with the ones of the very first thing I have people do is just practice keeping your tongue at the roof of the mouth all day long as much as you can because that's where it's supposed to be all the time, even when you exercise. Keep your mouth shut, breathe in and out through your nose, keep the tongue at the roof of your mouth, And then you'll typically notice that you'll go harder, faster, stronger, longer. You'd be much, much stronger and more resilient in what you do because you improve your alignment, you improve your posture, and you're more efficient at movement, which means you're more energetically efficient. So I can do what I love longer and harder. And I see it all the time, particularly when I need to lift heavy things or carry heavy things or pull heavy things, the position of the tongue can make a huge difference in your ability to yeah. do that. And then that changes how air gets into your lungs, which makes a difference on blood flow and oxygen delivery to the tissues that need to heal. So tongue position changes breathing and changes oxygen delivery, which can make a huge difference in brain fog, brain fatigue, because
0: right.
1: your brain is only like two, for three, two to three percent of your body mass, but takes 20% of the energy and the oxygen in the body. Mm. And if you sleep with your mouth open at night, you're never gonna get well. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you that right now. That ain't happening. You just can't.
0: And you're uh, getting exposed to all the bacteria and pathogens. Yeah, because your you mouth wake up is with wide a open.
1: Mouth and a dry <laughs> mouth, so everything gets the bacteria there, and then it makes a difference on your stomach acid, because your your body uses saliva when you swallow it to help maintain stomach acid production. Right. Many people have sleep, there's there's so many factors that be involved with sleep apnea, let me say that from the get-go, and everybody should get professionally assessed on this, but a big one is a weak tongue, like practicing keeping your tongue to the roof of your mouth and doing some tongue exercises. I have some posted on my Instagram channel under my Reels that shows people things to do, because if you make your tongue stronger and more resilient, then it'll sit differently when you sleep. And these muscles called the extrinsic muscles, they're called the safety muscles because their job is to prevent your tongue from falling in the back of your mouth so you don't suffocate. Mm. And if your tongue is weak and you don't train the tongue, those safety muscles get weak and then the tongue falls in the back of your mouth and you wake up uh. <clears throat> like oh. this, right? And yeah. you start grinding your teeth, so they know that one of the reasons people grind the teeth is it changes jaw position and it helps you get oxygen down into your body from grinding. So teeth grinding is a cry for oxygen. Wow. Is what the, right? Because, you, you know, without oxygen, you're kind of dead. Yeah, it's right? kind of scary. So your brain just does anything and everything it needs to do at mm-hmm. night so you don't go lights out so you can actually wake up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And tongue work is so powerful that when you begin to do it, It's like a catalyst for improvement on so many other things, neck pain, back pain, because it changes the alignment of your pelvis. Because Mm -hmm. that line that connects your foot Mm -hmm. also goes to your diaphragm and your pelvis, your pelvic floor, Mm -hmm. and all the way up to your neck. Okay. So if you lose the piston of the tongue at the roof of the mouth, that changes pressure throughout the whole body. And that's big because pressure moves fluids. Mm-hmm. So people people get lymphatic congestion when they don't breathe properly or when they lose position of the tongue. So if you can work lymphatics like we showed you before and do some tongue exercises, you can... Begin to feel and experience changes that you may not have noticed in so long. You're going to say, Oh my, I can't believe how much of a difference that made just with those little simple things. That's because one, effective things don't have to be complicated. And okay. they're so fundamental to your basis of survival and function mm-hmm. that doing things to them makes a huge difference. Okay. And tongue scraping is another great habit to do. And that's something from Ayurvedic medicine, where you basically take an instrument and you scrape your tongue. You want to pull the muck off your tongue, but you also want to give sensory input into the tongue.
0: And Mm. that drains
1: the lymph from your tongue at the same time, plus it's resistance of the tongue to the scraping, which trains the tongue.
0: Wow. Right? like doing
1: repetitions. So one of the things that I tell people to do is two movements that are absolutely fundamental to making you more resilient and living a longer life and being a monster. One, grabbing onto something overhead like a bar and hanging as long as you can. Number two is picking something up that's heavy and carrying it with your hands for a long distance. So hangs and loaded carries, are a full body workout, they improve grip strength, which is linked to longevity. And then if you keep your tongue at the roof of your mouth when you do those, you'll notice you can hang longer and carry further and more weight when you do it as opposed to when the tongue rests at the bottom of your mouth. You gotta work your way up, you gotta build up your capacity to it, all right? Okay. So the hanging, you should easily be able to hang for two minutes.
0: Every no day. Problem
1: yeah and many people, you know, they get ten seconds in there. they can't do it. And loaded carries, you know, it takes you a little while to get up into that because there's many different ways that you, that you can do it. but I usually like to hold two dumbbells, one in each hand mm-hmm. and walk. and uh, yeah and, and you you eventually to work up to doing your own body weight with that. But you know you start off with half your body weight if you can. okay, and if that's too much, then you just do what you can and you work your way through, right? And you just go a couple of hundred hundred feet in the beginning and you come back, that's it. But the, the, the main goal for the tongue is to one, practice keeping it in the roof of the mouth during the day and notice how sore you might be in the muscles of your jaw and even in your neck. But you have to watch when you do the exercises that you move your tongue, you don't move your neck. There's many people when the tongue is weak or it doesn't have good control, they compensate by overusing the jaw muscles and the neck muscles. And that shows you that's the helpers coming in to compensate Mm -hmm. and they overwork. And then that's why people get jaw pain and neck pain, because those muscles are doing their job and the job of the tongue. You really need to make sure that you do that. And then you pay attention to some of the symptoms that you may have been feeling overall when you begin tongue work. Maybe you're less tired, fatigued, lethargic, musculoskeletal pain improves. I begin to sleep a little bit better. Brain fog actually can begin to change as well. And those are all really great things, Mm -hmm. you know. And even if you have the most awesome tongue in the world, right, right, I want you to keep doing these things so you can stay awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's about doing something every single day mm-hmm. because just using it mm-hmm. normally during the day is not enough.
0: I love, I love these tips too. These are, these are great and tangible and you have awesome videos on your Instagram. Like you said.
1: Thank you very much. So I've got a lot of uh, tongue ones in there that people can follow. hmm And a lot of other neurological type things, because I call these neurological exercises, which means they're not about repetitions and, you know, has, you know, go hard, go home, pain is weak, just leaving the body kind of stuff. Neurological exercises take intention and tension and you do it every single day. And it lights up the brain and the nervous system so much that 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 has so much carry over to everything else
0: that right. that's really exciting exciting to me because i mean i haven't really done any of this work myself but i i like many people n- would benefit from anything to balance the nervous system or support brain health even just preventatively even if like you said maybe there's nothing really going on or you feel okay there, there's always room for an impro- room for an improvement and prevention, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and a tongue one is just nobody really focuses on it, and they should be. I've actually noticed in my work, because I do a, a lot of work with people who have neuroinflammation or neurodegenerative disorders. That's mm-hmm. brain inflammation mm-hmm. and a lot of toxic yeah. waste and that we called cerebral waste that can't drain. And, you know, that has to drain out through the lymphatics in the neck
0: mm-hmm.
1: and through the veins in the neck, primarily.
0: Okay.
1: So if you're backed up in those regions here, mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna get muck around the brain right. and you're gonna get neuroinflammation and that can give you pain anywhere in the body because of inflammation in the brain, but those are linked to Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and MS and all those things you know mm-hmm. that are on the rise. But when you can change the position of your tongue which changes the pressure of the neck and then the skull and then the head position, you actually increase blood flow to the brain Mm -hmm. and increase waste flowing from the brain when you do the tongue work. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's absolutely a mandatory, non-negotiable part of all of my rehab with concussion work too.
0: How do you keep people on it, though? I feel like, you know, you hear this and you learn and you get motivated to do it. But it's like another thing to do. Is there a way to that you try to make it easier for your clients?
1: Well, that's a great question. Here's the beauty of the things that we talked about is these have such high neural input that when you do just a little bit, you get huge change output mm. from very little effort on the front end that's
0: awesome so
1: this is work where actually the more you do the the less results you get so what i mean by that you can overload the nervous system and the brain very quickly because and overwhelm the nervous system is very easy to overwhelm so i tell people i purposely want you to start off just with a little bit number one is for a week Pay attention to where your tongue is in your mouth. That's it. That's the only job. Can you do that? Okay. Then if they did that, they're going to notice the difference in how they feel. Period. I know it because it's just neurology. And then if they didn't notice the difference, then I'm going to second guess them on if they actually did what I asked them to do. All right. <laughs> then what I'm going to do is say, okay, here's a list of 10 tongue exercises. You pick one. What do you want to do? Just do that one. And I'm going to say, just do it once a day if you can. Okay. And then we work up from there.
0: That's awesome. I love it. Love it, love it. I'm excited for you and all the different courses and opportunities and just the more more videos you're posting on Instagram. I always love learning. And just in closing, I guess, where can everyone find you? Are there any final things you want to share with the audience, resources? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, let me tell them first where they can find – my stuff. It's very easy. I'm kind of on every social media platform you can think of. You just type in stop chasing pain and something's going <laughs> to show up. Stopchasingpain.com is my central hub for everything. And I'm starting to get back into YouTube a little bit more. Oh. I used to be on YouTube a lot early on and I'm starting to go through old videos, which has been quite fun because I've been doing, I've started YouTube videos about 16 years ago, like wow. a long time and it's just funny to see one the difference of how i looked but mm-hmm. also the things that i used to teach at the time because you know things change and evolve and i do things differently now than i did then but yeah i deleted a couple of them but you know i was like oh i don't know, if I want to keep that one up yeah but that was quite fun, fun to go through I'll, I'll, yeah but you know that's what learning is it's constantly changing what you yeah. do and what we learn and what we teach and stuff like that absolutely and I, I think probably the one thing all I'd like to say is, first of all, thank you so much for having me on again. I'm truly grateful and blessed to to be here yeah, my and pleasure. for people that are listening. And the one thing that I tell everybody is that you don't have to do a lot of things to make a big difference in the quality of your life. Just start with a few, one or two things, but be consistent with it. Mm-hmm. There's a principle that I that really changed my life called the 80-20 rule, or it's known as the Pareto principle. And that says that 80% of your results will come from 20% of your effort or your action steps. Mm-hmm. No, so everything know. that I teach people are the 20% that i found that give me 80% of my results. When you work lymphatics that's a 20% without question. When you throw the tongue in there, that's another 20% that'll give you 80% of your results. And if you stack those two together, hang on, (laughs) because you're gonna see some crazy good changes in your body. And it makes it much more realistic for people to actually be able to implement these things, what I call it's (laughs) practical, it's doable but it's tactical, which means that there's a reason you do these things because they're powerhouses for your brain and your nervous system. And if you can change that, you can change anything.
0: Beautifully put. Well, this has been a pleasure. And thank you. Thank you again.
1: Thank you. I had a great time. Wonderful to be here.
0: One more thing before you go. Are you subscribed to Lifelong Podcast? have you left a rating and review are you following along on instagram at lifelong underscore pod and at holistic with heidi if you're not doing so already consider doing it to support our show and to help spread this message near and far thank you all and we'll see you next week